Hi, this is Vision Slightly Blurred with Sarah Jacobs, and I'm Alan Murabayashi. Yeah! Sarah, today we are talking about photo contests, mm-hmm. one of uh, the perennial evergreen topics that plagues <laughs> the industry. Have you ever entered a photo contest? I think I entered a PDN one years ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, what maybe happened? in like 20... 20- uh, I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I remember. Huh. Yeah. I think it was like a portrait one, probably. Yeah, part, part of the PDN photo annual, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I entered a photo into the... There's a, a, a magazine called Hawaii Magazine. And they have a lot of sort of travel photography things. And I, I had shot a astrophotography image that I really liked and uh, submitted it because I was like, oh, why not? Well, let's just see what happens. In the back of my head thinking, yeah, I'm going to win this thing. <laughs> um, I made the finals, but I didn't win. And they didn't, even, they didn't even tell me that I made the finals. I had to go to the website to see my photo there. And it was a little weird. Rude. Um, which is to say, you know, Photo Shelter has been writing about photo contests for years. We've been putting, putting out a guide uh, for five, six, seven years about photo contests. And uh, every year, I think the audience of photographers gets a little bit more sophisticated and tuned into the game of photo contests. And I think they, they get a little bit more, uh, they have a little more skepticism ar- around why certain photo contests exist in the first place, uh, which is always just very interesting to see kind of our, a collective understanding of, of what these things are. Um, so you're, you're a photo editor, um, and you ostensibly pay attention to, uh, all the hot new kids on the block. <laughs> are, are there any, f- uh, photo contests that you sort of pay attention to on a regular basis? I mean, I love PDN's 30 under 30, yep. obviously. I always feel like that's like the highest caliber, best photography that interests me as a, as a portrait photographer and, um, as a photo editor. Another way that I've interacted with photo contests um, has been running uh, all the finalists or all the winners on, for example, Business Insider. So it's a way for photo editors today, digital media editors, to get content for free that's really easy. It makes your job so easy because you just get sent a giant file folder and all you got to do is copy and paste the caption, and there you've got a slideshow. So that that's an important thing to remember when you're entering content. The interesting thing to me about that game, if you will, uh-huh. it's it's always um, expected on behalf of the photographers if they win as a part of a contest, and mm-hmm. all the terms indicate this that that your image can be used as a part of the promotion of that contest. Right. And of course, if you win, you understand that you're part of the PR package of that contest. Right. In the past few years, they haven't only been showing the winners; they kind of yes. they kind of do the this week's best images are yes right? yes. So all of a sudden, if you have a contest that's open for let's say four months you're as a content contest organizer generating content content for four months before you even make a decision exactly and then you might have uh, these are the ones that made the finals and right. here's the winner i mean i remember getting those emails and being like wait i don't i don't understand yeah. haven't they announced the winners already last week we ran these last week and then you're like oh wait those weren't the final winners yeah it's fascinating to me and and you know when you have uh organizations like national geographic um or the sony uh world photo contest yeah. um those are high 
quality images. Oh, 100%. Um, and they're getting thousands of entries. So, you know, there, there is a, a lot of pairing of the, the wheat and the chaff. But, but uh, it's, it's interesting the way that, that the evolution of these contests has, has uh, progressed. And many contests will charge an entry fee. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, a $15 entry fee, $20 entry fee times 5,000, 10,000 uh, entries. That's, yeah, you they're... could run a small company with that. Right. And, and companies exist basically on the back of photo contests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like before you enter a photo contest, you kind of have to unmarry your photo and be like, okay, I'm ready for this to go out into the wild, however it might. And obviously, each competition has different roles, which is exactly why Photo Shelter makes these guides in order to explain, you know, here so are the roles. So we, we um, kind of look at uh, a few criteria when we've, in the past, when we made a judgments about whether we recommend the contest or not. There's so many contests out there, and many of which we've never even heard of. So problem number one, um, you know, our selection of the, the recommended contest might not be wholly um, accurate in terms of covering everything that's going on in different parts of the world. We've obviously tried to be more inclusive with non-Western-speaking, uh, non-US-centric contests, and there are more and more of those out there. Um, but we, we look at, at the entry fees. We look at the jury comp, uh, uh, composition. Um, but mostly this year, we looked at the monetary prizes. And the reason for that was... When we've talked to winners in the past about whether the win generated more business for them, either through print sales or they were hired, most of them say no. I think that's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you know, I think especially for the 30 under 30, it's like, oh, yay, now I'm going to get all these jobs. And then it's like, oh, actually, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I, I think PDN... Is, is one of those uh, World Press Photos, another one, where there is a little bit of name recognition because their PR machine gets the winners out in front. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that does not mean people are hiring them. Right. That just means, oh, oh yeah, Sarah Jacobs, you were 30 under 30, I know what that means. Right, right. Yeah, um, your peers know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we made our, uh, our guide this year for photo contests, Instead of saying, here's uh, 50 contests that we found and, and here are the ones that we recommend, this year we said we're only putting out a list of the ones that we recommend. And that's largely based on contest cash prize. And the threshold was really kind of in the $5,000 range of a cash prize. Now, there are some exceptions for that. So one of the ones that I've always loved is the Nikon uh, microscopy small world contest just because i think as a as a niche contest not only does it create great photos but it attracts like scientists rather than straight photographers wait so these can you explain these are like macro shots of these things? are they, they must be taken with a microscope oh so it's not a traditional camera oh, i mean that's you so might cool. add a camera to the back of a microscope but it has to either be like a light microscope or there's other types of microscopes, electron scanning microscope, et cetera. Mm. Um, and you just get really different types of images. And the prize for that, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, is like $1,000 in each category. So that doesn't meet the $5,000 threshold. But for a niche contest, I think it, it's well organized. It creates good PR and it's interesting content for the audience. On the flip side, you have some contests out there. There's one uh, in... Australia that that has a fifty thousand uh, dollar Australian 
prize, which I think at the exchange rate is maybe, it's still tens of thousands of dollars. I don't want to misquote. <laughs> it's not Bitcoin is okay. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Good. It's still money. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is after doing these guides for so many years, we always get emails from contest promoters who say, how come I wasn't included? How come my contest wasn't included? Mm-hmm. In some cases, it's uh, the answer is, I've never heard of your contest before. <laughs> Thanks for writing which in. Which <laughs> might be a reflection of our naivete, or it just might be like, you don't do a good job of doing PR. Mm-hmm. And, and in a lot of cases, it's because you uh, charge people $20 to enter your contest. Um, you have like no prizes. You give a certificate out. And nobody cares. Right. Yeah, who wants a certificate? Like, what's it's, the point of that? It's silly. Yeah, that is silly. So I guess part of the, the, um, part of the discussion that I have in my head every year is, do we still recommend people participate in <laughs> contests? That, this is like an existential question for me because uh, we spend a lot of time researching the contests every year to put these out. Uh, we know people read them. We know, obviously, see the people download it. We know people that are uh, organizations that are excluded, you know, write in and give us, give us crap about it. Yeah, and people are still submitting. And people are still submitting in, la- right. in large bunches. Right. In large bunches. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was I was reading through the guide, and I was super surprised to see the Red Bull contest. It's back. It's back. They're going to do it annually now. It used to be every three years. I mean, they've gotten 5,000, over 5,000 photographers submitting. I mean, that's huge. Huge. That's really huge. Um, so I think it... It is still relevant, clearly. And as more and more people are taking photos and want to get recognition more than just, you know, a like button. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, here's a way for me to become legit, I guess. So so if you had a, a uh, contest that actually had good PR, but the prizes were kind of sucky. Like if you were an adventure photographer and there was, uh, you know, Red Cow energy drink and they could guarantee a lot of press coverage, but there was no prizes, would you enter it? Is that something that you would... No, yeah. I wouldn't. No, I'd want money. Gotta have money. It's gotta have the money. Where's the money? <laughs> <laughs> um, another area that we focused a little bit on this year was the composition of the juries. Mm-hmm. And we found uh, some well-known contests um, that were positioned as uh, international contests or at least they aspired to, to attract international photographers. Um, and when you look at the jury composition, it's like all white guys. Right? <laughs> Great. And in some cases, there might be 10% women. Mm-hmm. And it's just shocking to me that the conversations that are occurring in society at large mm-hmm. in regards to the diversity um, and Me Too and all these other things that these contests somehow feel insulated from that discussion and they continue to have these all-male juries. Now, I understand that photography in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s were largely dominated by white men, white Western men. And so if those are, if you want, quote, experienced people to be on your jury, then that's kind of the selection pool that you're having. Mm. But that seems a little myopic now because you have 30-year-olds who are killing yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It, yes. I think you can get someone in their 30s that's not a white male <laughs> to be on your jury. I, I, I just, okay. If you're trying to create 
a board of directors for a Fortune 500 firm, I understand that it might not be realistic today to say we're going to have 50% women and we're going to have 25% minority. I understand that. That's like a slightly different ball game <laughs> than finding a few photographers. <laughs> like, why shouldn't every jury be 50% women at this point? Right. It why really should. shouldn't it really there should. be blacks and Asians and Latinos on every single jury for every single contest. Yeah. A hundred percent. And even just from a marketing standpoint, that seems to me that, that by showing these faces that you're going to attract through their network, right. A more diverse crowd and more, and just more entries in general. Right. Yeah. If you want to run an international contest, you better get those faces. I mean, <laughs> you I get that experience. It, in your it was jury. just shocking to me. It, the same discussion kind of came up a few years ago when, we kind of looked at some of the ambassador programs for the for the camera companies. Oh yeah, I remember this discussion. Yeah, yeah. and seeing again how dominated it was by sort of middle aged and older white men. I feel like I don't know if it was just uh, my perspective, but I feel like that looking at those but that group of people like behind Nikon and Canon that kind of cracked the door in terms of discussion about how little diversity there was. Yeah. People weren't looking at juries of competitions yet. You were looking at the ambassadors of those brands. And that, and that has changed a lot lot for, for the better. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was how many years ago? Like not that many. Six. Yeah. If if that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I certainly hope, and, and, you know, part of, part of the, Part of the rebuttal to this argument is why do we need the diverse jury for something like a wildlife competition? And I think you could make a partially plausible argument to say it doesn't really matter because you're just judging like a parrot or a lion or something. <laughs> but on the other hand, you know, again, if, if there's a black face or an Asian face appearing in the, in the jury list, that might attract a certain thing. And the other thing is if you're a wildlife photographer, a white male wildlife photographer who's only gone to Africa and your conception of wildlife is big game trophy, then the kid, the urban kid that goes into their backyard to see an opossum is necessarily rejected as being representative of wildlife because you don't have their experience. I want to see uh, a backyard possum win a wildlife photo competition. You know, there, there have been uh, <laughs> urban uh, wildlife that have won some contests recently. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're, you know, this this whole man kind of encroaching in, into the wild sure. and, and, and they have to enter. So there have been some, some cases of that. Maybe the maybe the duck that appeared in Central Park <laughs> will win this year, something this oh, year. Oh, the Mandarin duck. The Mandarin duck, that's the one. <laughs> yes, let's, uh, let's inundate all the photo contests with Mandarin duck. Um, I, I am a, a, a judge for the Audubon uh, bird contest. That's right. So I assume maybe we'll see a couple Mandarin duck. I, I bet year. you you will. Can you please keep a count of how many? Oh, that's a very good idea. You totally should. I mean, on the, you know, and also to its credit, that's a, that's a good looking duck. <laughs> I, I, mean, I have feelings for that duck. Amazing. Wow, Alan, I had no idea how you felt. Did you go photograph it? I did. Okay, amazing. There you go. In the cold, in the cold, I went out there with my lens. And it's funny because, you know, the, it, it was well known at that point. And, and you walk up to Central Park and there's a pond that it likes to hang out at. And there's all these people assembled. And you see the, the day that I was there, the duck was 200 yards away. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes later, it just swam right up to me. Aww. 
People went nuts. That's so great. Man, too bad you can't submit your own photo. I know. I'm, I'm, I, I would win, clearly. <laughs> Yeah, just like you won that Hawaiian magazine one. Yeah, that one really well. Oh, these damn photo contests. I'm, I'm just pissed because I never won. That's, I guess that's what it comes down to. It sounds like it. So uh, a little salty there. So, okay. So basically, like, what, at, at, the, at the end of the day, like, what do you think photographers should be looking at before they enter a photo contest? I think you have to really weigh whether the exposure is going to be a part of your marketing plan. And generate new business. If you're a professional photographer. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the criteria for a non-professional, obviously, is completely different. That's all about the likes and bragging. And, sure. And whatnot. I, I think that there's nothing wrong with saying the exposure is part of my marketing plan, and therefore I don't need, I don't need to make thousands of dollars off of it. Um, you know, a, a contest like Aperture, for example, doesn't have a huge monetary prize, but people who know Aperture know Aperture, you know, and similarly, people who know PDN know PDN. So the lack of huge prizes for those two contests doesn't pose as much of a, a problem in my head um, that they might if they didn't have that same sort of brand cachet. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I do think that if you're the type of photographer that says, this is contest season and I have to enter these five contests, you might want to say, well, maybe I need to enter three contests. Maybe there's one that I do as my marketing thing because the exposure will be good. Yeah, but tone it others, down a man, little bit, guys. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, the 5,000 people that are entering Red Bull? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, but, you know, you want that cash. You want that cash. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. I understand that. PhotoShelter is the online leader for photography websites and workflow tools. Archive, distribute, and sell your photos in a mobile-friendly, responsive website. Try one free for 14 days at photoshelter.com slash podcast. Then download one of our free educational guides at photoshelter.com slash resources.